Hallelujah. We serve a good, good father. You can come to him, and he know he's good, and his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Well, we have a treat today. We have a special guest, a special, wonderful minister of the, of the Word of God. He's not only a good minister, but he's a good friend of mine. So let's welcome Pastor Gary George. Praise the Lord. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Can you shout hallelujah one more time? Shout it with victory. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, the last time I was here, I was invited to the men's breakfast, the dynamic men's breakfast. That food was great. Uh, the only problem was I didn't enter the dart contest, but next year I will. Next time, I'm a valiant warrior. I'm, ch- <laughs> I'm going to dethrone somebody. <laughs> but praise God, it was great. Um, it's it's um, about being in the presence of God, you know, just being with the fellowship and coming apart. It's good to see the church coming out. Thank you, Pastor Chuck, for inviting me to come and speak it to your wonderful congregation. And I pray I have an on-time word that will ignite you. The, the praise was awesome this morning. You give it up for the praise men out there. Woo! I think when I get to heaven, I say, Lord, can I be a singer and a praiser and a drummer and a guitar and a (laughs) piano player? But praise God, we all have gifts. So let's use our gifts. Amen? Now, for you Dodger fans out there, out here, don't don't sorrow. My wife says, somebody got to win and somebody got to lose. So the saints in Atlanta are rejoicing. Amen? Let's rejoice with them. They out, not only did they outplay the Dodgers, but they, I guess they outprayed the Dodgers. Anyways, I, I brought my hardware. So the Dodgers had some hardware, right, from last year. So put your hardware on and just say, that was from last year. I, I, that'll propel me to next year. Amen. <laughs> You've got to learn how to what? Encourage yourself. Amen. Encourage yourself. Find a reason. You know, when we get in a praise, you know, it's a time to lift up holy hands. That praise was awesome because it broke some yokes, some things, some worries, some concerns, some fears, some anxieties. You know, the Bible says before we call, he's already answered. We got to see loud on that. Stop, pause, and think about it. Let me say it again. Before we even call, God is already answered. That means a lot of you are out of your heart are calling. God, I need your help. I need this. I need that. You know, this week has been a real challenging week for me. But you know what? The Bible says, having done all the what? Stand. What do you do? You stand. So the message today is about confidence. Somebody shout confidence. Shout it again. Say confidence. One more time. Say confidence. Now, the scripture I'm going with is Proverbs 3.26. And the scripture simply says this, the Lord shall be thy confidence. Make that declaration when you wake up in the morning. Lord, you're my confidence. Amen? I put my children in your hand. I put my job in your hand. I put my health in your hand. I'm confident that you'll be the Jehovah Jireh that you said you would be. Amen? Remember, even before we call, God has already answered your prayers. Yesterday, my wife and I, we went to help somebody to get something done. 
to lend a hand. We did what we did, and after that, we needed to a door for our house. So we went to the store, and we bought a door. The door was probably over $200. But guess what? They only charged us $7.30 for a $200 plus door. How did that happen? Just say God. <laughs> so, you know, God is, is watching over your concerns and, and affairs. Why? Because he loves us. Just somebody say he loves us. There you go. Okay, so you got to be confident that God knows everything about all things, and he is looking out over each and every one of us. Hallelujah. So the Lord shall be your confidence. Declaration. Make that declaration daily. You know, don't worry about alarms and fears and problems and concerns and the, the doomsdayers and stuff like that because we know what our names are already written in Lamb's Book of Life. We don't have to stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but what? Be strong in faith, giving glory to God. You know what I take out of that, Pastor Chuck? GGG. That's my initials. What are your initials? I found a scripture. Giving glory to God. GGG. That's me. So find something. That's a good challenge for you. And so as you look at the word of God and you hide it in your heart, you're rising. When everyone else is sinking, you're going up. Because why? What does that song say? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not. Na, 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 and only leave. Where's Ryan? <laughs> on Jesus' name. But what is the scripture? On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Give myself a big hand. Amen. <laughs> I didn't think I could do it. All right. But see, that's the, that's the scripture. We're confident in God. And, and because God is with us, we should stand tall. Amen. We should stand valiant. It's like God called Gideon. Hey, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, who are you talking to? But there's a giant in each and every one of us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we're not our own. We've been bought with a what? A price. Therefore, we glorify God in our bodies and in our spirits. Can I get a witness? Amen. All right. You feeling better already? All right. You rolled over your cares onto the Lord. Amen. The, the things that keep you up at night say, hey, no, no problem. God has got my back. Amen. God has got me. People stay up. I couldn't sleep at night. Why? Well, the Lord is your shepherd. You can do it. Let him be your confidence and just know how to pray. You know, I, I remember Pastor Chuck, one, one time we were praying and praying and praying. And I'm glad you're, you know, you, you're doing the prayer. On, what day is it? Wednesday. How many of y'all go to prayer on Wednesday? All right. How many of you are going to go to prayer on Wednesday? You know what? If you pray more, you worry less. If you pray more, you have problems less. Do you know it's like a fireman? He goes out and put out the fires. Why? Because he's got an extinguisher. 
And, and, and so the enemy don't know where to get in because you're shandowing God. Lord, I need you. Lord, help. And guess what? God hears an answer. He inhabits the praises of his people because why? He knows you're trusting him. One of my favorite scriptures is Nahum 1.7. Now, it came in a time. The Lord will give you a scripture in a time when you need it the most. And so Nahum 1.7 simply says, the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in a day of trouble, and he knows those that are trusting him. Problems are not going to return a second time. So we looked at the scripture, and it was a time when my wife was dealing with breast cancer. Yes, we have to fight the good fight of faith. We don't just, Pastor Chuck, you don't just preach the word of God and don't put the, the, your shoes on the road and say, hey, okay, I'm ready, Lord. I'm, you know, we, he, he's a man of action. It's church of action. You're a church of believers, and you are ready to fight the good fight of faith. You put on the whole armor of God because you know that God has got your back. God goes before you and makes the crooked path straight, the rough places smooth, the uneven ground level because God is our captain of our salvation. Somebody ought to shout amen. Hey, glory to God. I got a lot to shout about. I was telling my wife because I'm confident in the Lord. And that's this, because you remember Paul said, I, I, I saw unspeakable things I couldn't tell you about. It was just too amazing. Too, too but, but, you know, I had an experience, Marianne, that, that one time when I was, uh, uh, I almost got, I should have been dead. I'm just telling you. I had an out-of-body experience and where a drunk driver hit me, and it launched the car that I was in, and launched me. But look, I'm still here. There's no logical reason why I shouldn't have been demolished or beheaded. But God, just somebody say, but God. Woo! But God, he knew he had a purpose for me. My purpose was to be here today, right now, to, to speak a word of life over you, knowing that the Bible says, ain't no weapon formed against you will prosper. You're going to come out stronger. See, you shouldn't go, you know, and when the enemy comes against you, with a, like David said, David spoke this word. He said, Goliath, you come against me with a sword, a shield, and a spear, but I come against you in the, what, what? The name. Just say the name. The name of the Lord. Today, I'm going to cut your head off. There are some giants that you've been facing, maybe mental giants. Depression, oppression, confusion, heartbreak, disappointment. God is going to strengthen you with strength on the inside of your soul. Can I get a witness? I'm here to tell you that no heartache, no disappointment, no confusion is going to trample you underfoot because the Bible says you are like the Bible says in, in Luke 10, 19, Behold, say it with me. Say, behold. I love it, that word, you know. Behold. It's majestic. Walk into your house and say, behold. <laughs> the behold. I mean, it just, you got to say it with power, don't you? Behold. It's majestic. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, for it knew him not. Beloved, just say beloved. You got to say that too. Beloved. 
Now, just say now, are we the sons of God, daughters of God. Amen? And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Glory to God. But we'll see him as he is. Hallelujah. That's amazing. That is amazing. But that one, the Luke 10, 19, that was the first John 3, 1 and 2. The Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt or harm you. So sometimes you just got to get up. I got my boots on today and just start stomping. Amen. Just get out your stomping shoes. Amen. And start stomping. Now, I'm from Louisiana, and they have the Mardi Gras, and they have the Indians come out. And the Indians do the rain dance, or what kind of, the war path dance. <laughs> so you need to get a dance and say, you know what? Even before I see a breakthrough, I'm praising God. How many of y'all dance today, this week, and, and begin to lift up your hands? And, and the praise was awesome because it activated a higher level of praise in me. And, 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 you know, sometimes you just need to, even before you see your answer, shout. Hezekiah said what? Hey, this battle's not mine, but it is the Lord's glory to God. So don't, don't, the, you know, the hands that hang down, all right, the knees that are weak, that's not us. That's from church XYZ. This is church of victory. This is new heart church. The people stand up straight. The people stand up valiant. The spe people speak the word. Amen. Give me five, five, brother. Come on. Come on. Get it off. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. We excited about God. Why, why is the Lord your confidence, girl? Because did you read the end of the book? 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 Did you read did, 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 did you read the end of the book? Now, how many of you watch movies? Hey, I already know what happened. I already know what happened. Why are you watching it again? Because I liked it. I liked it. We've read the end of the book. It says, we win. Come on, shout, we win. Shout it with both hands. Say, we win. See, your level of confidence in God is based on your level of love. That's a Selah moment. Stop, pause, think about it. You say, but Pastor Gary, you don't know what I've been through. I sure don't. But God does. He's the only one who really needs to know what you're going through. So take time. Get in his presence. And Psalm 16, 11 simply says, in his presence. Just say it with me. Say, in his presence is fullness. Just, just open your hand. Fullness of joy. And at his right hand are what? Pleasures for how long? Forevermore. That's all right. You can put quantify it. Forevermore. That's a, that's, now, take that and put that in your memory bank and begin to declare it. I like to do an affirmation declaration. I come from a Catholic background, as you can tell. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And all we do in the Catholic Church, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom. Da, 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 da. 
So it's, we, we recite things over and over again. But to make it come alive with power, make your affirmation a declaration. Take the scripture. What makes you powerful? Think about this. What makes you powerful? The word of God in your mouth. Loose your power. Some of you are saying, there was a saying that says, you say negative things long enough, it's a good chance you have become a prophet. So what are you saying that is launching your life and setting the course of your life? If the Lord is your confidence, you're aligning your life with his word. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar that you may be justified when you are judged. In other words, Charles, you were telling me about your litigating and things like that. And um, we have to be litigators in life, arbitrators, declaring the end before the beginning. In other words, you're saying, well, I don't know how this problem is going to work out. One time I got in trouble. Pastor Gary, you got in trouble? Yeah, I got in trouble. I was at a job, and this one guy would say, come on, let's go uh, uh, play Play this game. We're supposed to be working. But we say, hey, they called and said, you guys weren't working. You were playing uh, pool. They said, well, we were just taking a break. But the break was too long. So they called and says, okay, well, go home. We'll talk to you tomorrow about it. And I was so worried. I said, oh, Lord, I don't want to lose my job because I was listening to someone else. And he was the supervisor. I was just a new trainee. And what happened, I got on my knees, and I was so worried. I, I closed the door. And I got up on, a, on my feet, and the spirit of boldness came on me. And I said, you know, I know I was wrong. I repented, and I said, Lord, forgive me. I, I won't do it again. You know, I mean, it was something kind of silly, but, you know, enough to be wise enough not to do it. So I got up, and I shook myself off, and I said, you know what? They're not going to uh, penalize me. They're going to bless me. Pretty bold, huh? Guess what? Next day, they gave me a raise. Can't explain it. I can't explain it. Da, 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 da. But Jesus knows God is good. Just say God is good. All the time and all the time, God is good. Amen. God loves me. He loves me. I'm special. Glory to God. Now, let's talk about confidence. You know, when you're confident, you walk with a certain determination and outlook. You know, think people, you know, they say people look at things that half empty and half full. How do you look at life? When you got God on your side, you are steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Look at some of the things that the people in the natural said. Do you know what Vincent van Gogh said? He says, you know, if people tell you you can't paint, paint anyways, and you'll silence the critics. All right? It says, a courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not the absence of fear. You know who said that? Mark Twain. If we all did the things we are capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves, Thomas Edison. With confidence, we have won before we've started, Marcus Garvey. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's something. People try to make you feel inferior, but... Just say, not here, not today, not ever, amen? All right, that was Eleanor Roosevelt. It says, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong 
sinful man. The Bible says love yourself. How can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? All right? That was Oscar Wilde. And then John Wooden said, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Amen? Be about it. Let's do it. God calls you to do something. Do it with all your might. Amen? As you keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Pastor Chuck, you, you and I watch one another grow in the faith. Amen? And we just continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. And as a result, if I were to look back 30-plus years ago, I would have never seen myself here. But God did. And God says, I've got great things in store for you. You've got gifts. You've got callings. You've got abilities. You've got an anointing. Work the work of the Lord. Let God work through you. The Bible says, no longer us that live, but Christ lives in us. All right? So, scripture I want to give you is 1 John 4.4. 4. You pro We all know it. Scripture says this. says, you are, say it with me. Say, you're, I'm of God. Little children. That's the way God looks at it. Little children. You have overcome. You feel like you're an overcomer? That's what the Bible says. We're aligning ourselves with, with the fact that God says you have overcome. Raise your hand if you've overcome. I, I've overcome. God said you overcome. Your problems can't hold you down if you focus on what God says. It says you're of God, little children, and you have overcome. Say this with me. Because greater, greater, say it again. Say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, let's stop. Lift your hands for a moment. Just lift your hands. Let that be a living revelation. I accept that, Lord. Manifest greater things in me for the glory. Amen? You know, the more you have challenges, that means God's got great things for you. Pastor Gary, you just don't know the challenges I've been through. You just don't know where how I feel. But God knows how you feel. We have not a high priest who can be touched with the feelings of us. But was that all point? God says he gives you the comforter, the Holy Ghost, the paracletes, the one who comes alongside to strengthen you with strength. Amen? He's showing you things to come. Let me tell you some of the challenges I had. In life, you're going to be challenged. I used to work with a guy named Dan. And Dan, I said, Dan, give me your hard, uh, we, we were doing contra uh, contract approval. He would do the easy stuff. But I, I said, give me the hard stuff. I wanted the hard stuff that I didn't know about so that it can teach me things that I would learn and become more proficient. A lot of times people are running away from the, the, the hard stuff. But God is saying, I'm with you. Philippians 4.13 simply says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And guess what? I became more proficient. It added to me more knowledge, more skills, more ability, more wisdom. And then there was a time when God told me, listen, the Bible says in uh, John 10.4, it says, my sheep hear my voice. Because you hear the voice of God, 
There was a time, Pastor Chuck, I was taking a test to, to get a job where I've now been working 30-plus years. And what happened was I signed up to take higher tests and the lower tests. And I said, oh, I'm going to just take the lower test because, you know, it, it, it's probably easier. Do you know it was harder? And I said, oh, I'm done. He says, oh, the next test is in an hour. God says, stay. I said, okay, I, I don't want to take it, but I'll take it. Took it. Yes, sir, I got the results. I failed the lower test. But I passed the higher test. And I got more money. Glory to God. <laughs> Let, just tell you to turn to your neighbor and say, listen to God. Listen to God. Amen. So that's why, you know, the Lord is your confidence because he's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. You know, in life, you're going to need confidence to do, as the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lay hands on the sick. My neighbor, my neighbor's name is Nick. Hi, Nick. And so he's over 80, his wife, Margaret. And so what happened was his wife had to. She was getting lost in the neighborhood and all of these things. And so, make a long story short, he says, you know, I can't afford it. I'm going to have to sell my house. I'm going to have to put her in a home, and I'm not going to be able to work it out. Say, Nick, let me pray for you. And we prayed for him. And uh, what, a month or so later, him and his wife are walking down the street again. They don't have to sell their home. They don't have to do all these crazy, crazy things that he thought he would have to do. And he's going to church now. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, God is able. See, if you're going to do what God has called you to do, you're going to need to know that he's your confidence. He's your confidence. The Bible says, and be in confidence. Say it with me. Say, and be in confidence of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day and coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? So you can be confident, right? You don't have to stagger like, like, like uh, Abraham said. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was what? Strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's what you're supposed to do. You need to study and apply yourself unto God. I have seen God this week, Pastor Chuck. We've had some challenges this week, but guess what? God answered them. God answered them. God with a with a with a strong hand and a stretched out arm, he answered. Amen. So guess what? The more I see God and the Bible says stand and you'll see the salvation of God with you, I'm seeing the manifestation of his miracles. The scripture says in Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for God? Scripture goes on to say, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. And there is, say it with me, nothing, nothing, nothing too difficult for thee. Amen. So you never know. God is getting you ready. I had a friend. They started where I worked before. They started a union. It was a non-union operation. They started a union. I said, oh, well, go ahead. 
And they said, Gary, get involved. I said, I don't really want to get involved. But I got involved. And all the guys who started the union, they left. They got scared. And it was just me standing against Pharaoh. I mean, me <laughs> against the president of a university. I was in his office about 6.30 at night. He said, why do y'all want a union? And how did, it's like, how did I get anointed to be the spokesman for the rest of the people. Well, you know, you ever go in a, a fight and, and, and you think you got a crowd behind you and the crowd disappeared? Like, where the rest of y'all? <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> but guess what? See, God has given you confidence. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will give you words to speak in in the right season. So anyways, I'm in this president's office, just him and I alone, and I say, well, you know, he's got the power to, to wave a wand and say, you're fired. But you know what? I, I, they did give me a lot of heat after that. But the union got in. Thanks to me, I take credit. Pat myself on the back. No, I'm just kidding. But guess what? Soon after that, I left. Because why? The, the intensity was getting so hot that they were pressuring me. So I left. And remember I told you that job, I didn't pass the one test, but I passed the higher test? It opened up. Say God was right on time. God was right on time. I, I, I skipped out and jumped in. Amen? And got a higher job, paid more, better benefits and everything. God is good. And guess what? So about five years ago, they called me up, the old place I used to work at. And they said, hey, Mr. George, uh, we've got uh, retirement benefits for you. I said, really? I left that job over 25 years ago. Oh, well, when you were here, we've got thousands of dollars for you. Really? Hallelujah! That's why I get excited. God will, it's like God will do things that confound the wise. God knows what he's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a lot more to tell you, but I hope you can, you can, can launch and, and, and plug into to what God is doing and what God is going to do in your life. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Because the Bible says God is not, he, he's not the, uh, he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? That's Hebrews 13.5 and 13.8 simply says, he won't leave you nor forsake you. You've got a strong confidence in God. Like I said, he knows you're trusting him. He knows you're trusting him. Look at your neighbor and say, he knows. He knows. He knows. He's going to work it out. Amen. <laughs> He's going to work it out. So as, as I'm telling you, Moses had to have supernatural power and confidence in God when he faced Pharaoh. Didn't he? He had to go and say, let my people go. Let us go. And, uh, he made it even harder. Say, but then the people said, well, Moses, didn't we tell you leave us alone? It's like now we, we ain't got no straw to make bricks. How are we going to do it? But nevertheless, Moses did his job. And some, some of you Moseses out there and Mosinas out there, God is going to use you to part the Red Sea. Amen? He's bringing the people out to bring them in. Your prayers are important, not only you, because you're saved, but for others that need to get saved. Charles' young lady said, hey, I brought two people to church. You know, they're out there winning souls for Christ. 
And so God wants to use us in a new way, in a new life. And as I'm about to close, first close, how many close you got to get, Pastor? Two, two, okay, that's one. You know, God is preparing you for great things. How many of you can see the great things that God is getting ready to do in you? See, your faith. I want, I, Pastor Chuck, you, you cause your people's faith to go higher. Amen? Don't just believe for little things. Believe for big things. I mean, just believe. That's all. God says if you only believe, you'll see the glory of God. He knows you're trusting him. He knows that. And so as a result, God prepared me. You know, Pastor Chuck, I, I, I like learning different languages. Why? Simply because, you know, I, I, my wife and I went out to uh, Dana Point the other night, and we were just taking in the atmosphere and enjoying the, uh, the, the beach presence, uh, uh, climate. And I go out on the pier, and there are these guys that are fishing for lobster. And they were people uh, from Taiwan and China. And I say, Ni wei shu, don't wei ma? That means, do you speak? And they say, wait. And so I began to, because I've been, Lord already had me out learning it. I began to say, that means, have you read your Bible today? What? Somebody say, what? <laughs> That's pretty heavy, you know. And I told them, it says, Jesus Christ loves you and he will help you. Now look, if you've got the Holy Ghost, God will help you. Some things come automatic, but some things you have to labor and work for. Do you know I witnessed to all of them? There were about a half dozen or a dozen of them. But I was so happy because why? It was like when he came back and he says, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us in your name. That's when the, when, but he said, don't rejoice in this, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I'm not calling them demons, but I'm saying that what I mean is that I was able to sow a seed of, of the word of God in their lives. And one guy said, I'm a Christian. I said, well, praise God, get your other friends to be Christian. It excites me to be able to do the will of God. The Bible says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. See, how many of you have gone to college, gone to school, gone to law school, gone to med school, wherever you've gone? Wouldn't it be a shame if you didn't use what you went to school for? But even more importantly, come into church. Use what you're being taught. Raise your homes and your families on the Word of God as your pastor is teaching you. Live a life that is pleasing unto God. Walk in God's ways and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience, long-suffering, with joyfulness, for remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let God be your confidence. I want to lead you in a prayer right now, a confession, and that is this, and as we declare before the living God, can we stand and make a declaration? Just simply say this with me. Say, today, O Lord, I've heard your word. Empower me to do your word, to do your will. Because your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Lord, if you did it for Daniel,
you'll do it for me. Lord, if you did it for Abraham, you'll do it for me. Lord, if you did it for Mary, you'll do it for me. Lord, if you did it for Job, you'll do it for me. Thank you, Lord. You are my confidence. You are my shield. You are my exceedingly great reward. In this will I be confident that you are my keeper. You are the lifter up of my head. And no weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I am blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when I come, blessed when I go. I am more than a conqueror because my confidence, my trust, my hope is in you. You are a good God. You are a good, good father, and I praise you, and I bless you. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.